Hello, and welcome to the Source One Countdown to ISM 2016 podcast series. Consider us your on-the-go source for the latest insights in the procurement, supply management, and strategic sourcing industry as we get ready for the premier supply chain event of the year. In this final episode of the Countdown to ISM 2016 series, we welcome Ed Edwards, Travis Sherbine, and Tom Greco, executives from ThomasNet. ThomasNet is the industry standard platform for product sourcing and supplier discovery, connecting manufacturing and industrial buyers and sellers. For ISM 2016, ThomasNet is presenting a special session on engaging small and medium-sized businesses in your supply chain and the value those suppliers can bring. Ed, Tom, and Travis, thanks very much for being here. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having us. Great to be here. So uh, ThomasNet and ISM, their partnership goes way back, and certainly ThomasNet is all over ISM 2016 this year. But I'd like to focus today, or for now, on the session that you all are presenting on engaging small and medium-sized businesses in RFQ situations. And I love the title, Doesn't Anyone Out There Want My Business? So the first question I have is, why is this topic relevant this year? So so I'll jump in. This is Travis, uh, and I'll say this is a topic that I think is relevant no matter what the year is. Uh, If you go back and look at any procurement study about what are the top objectives of procurement organizations, what you're going to see is all the same themes coming up, reducing cost, improve agility, reduce risk, leveraging supplier innovation. And a lot of these objectives point right to uh, a lot of the benefits of doing business with small to mid-sized manufacturers. Okay, great. So then if we sort of elaborate on that further, why should buying organizations explore small and medium-sized businesses? Well, there's a couple of reasons, Ken, that this is Ed, by the way, that uh, make that an important part of their supply chain. For instance, many larger organizations have diversity programs where they may do business with governments which mandate that they have some amount of spend mm-hmm. coming from minority-owned businesses, hubs-owned businesses, and so on. And if you look at it, that is obviously where the small business is going to connect in to that particular requirement. So it's an important part of the supply chain that really can't be ignored. I think in addition to that, uh, when you look at some of the values associated uh, with small to mid-sized businesses, in essence, you know, being a small business means that you have less overhead, which means that you have less cost. So you can produce high-value product cheaper than potentially a larger company. You also can provide more agility, potentially more innovation than companies that are larger and focused on more standard products, standard components, standard services, things of that nature. All of these play right into a lot of the advantages that any company is looking for in their supply chain. Yeah, the ability to customize is often found in your small to medium-sized businesses compared to your larger organization. You know, and adding to what Tom just said about customization, you know, very often you're seeking solutions that are from custom fabricators. And you're going to find that custom fabricators, by their very nature, are small to mid-sized businesses. So what I'm hearing then is that there's a tremendous amount of value in small businesses beyond the mandate, beyond a company in a certain industry. Let's take pharma, for example, who, because they sell their products to to veteran hospitals and things of that nature, that they have a requirement for supplier diversity coming from the government. But if we take away from, okay, you have to do it because you have to follow the rules, so to speak, there's much more value to be be found if you actually embrace the small and medium-sized business. Absolutely. So why are small and medium-sized businesses tough to connect with? Is it because buying organizations are are closed-minded? Uh, is it because they don't know how to find the small and medium-sized businesses? Is it because they perceive that there's a risk with them? What are your thoughts there? 
Well, I don't think it's because buying organizations are closed-minded per se. I think it's the you know the systemic way in which they approach engaging the small businesses that really turns off the small small businesses, and there's mm-hmm. a number of reasons for that. So think of the process. Uh, we we happen to do work uh, with a Fortune 100 uh, large OEM, uh, and we ran a couple RFP events for them uh, about a year ago. And you know it was what you would see from your typical large organization where they they send out an RFP to a couple hundred suppliers with a whole bunch of questions and you know you have to look at that from the perspective of the SMB hmm. uh, receiving that first thing they're going to think is wow this long questionnaire 120 questions i don't even necessarily know the product they want they're just asking me all these general questions some of which are going to be difficult you know to work on and i have a lot of other things to do right i might be running that that fabricating equipment that uh, ed was talking about right uh, so it's really about how you approach them and 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 building the trust factor uh, with the SMB and, and really gets down to, does the SMB really think they have an opportunity to win the business? And that's what our presentation at ISM is all about. Just to elaborate on that, I mean, our presentation, which we're going to have the benefit of actually having an SMB who happens to be a client of ours hmm. uh, there to talk about her experience with large to mid-sized organizations in the procurement departments. So we're going to be able to uh, connect the dots with some real-life experiences. But what we're going to uncover between her talks and our talks with other customers is that there are a whole bunch of perceptions in the market that SMBs have that procurement should be aware of. And there are also some realities in the way that they do business, which is why, in many cases, procurement might be seeing very low response rates and they're and they're going out in these type of RFP and mm-hmm. and RFX events. Yeah, and just to close out what I mentioned, so we worked with that particular large buying organization. Uh, we worked with them on on how to better engage the SMBs, and we helped really increase the response rate from SMBs on their RFP events. And we'll be sharing those tactics at the ISM conference. Great, I love the it's the idea of, of demystifying the the SMB. Marketplace. You mentioned, Travis, I think that they wonder why they have such a low response rate. And the conclusion you would not want them to draw is, well, clearly there are no small small businesses that can meet my needs. I need to stick with the large businesses because every time I send them the monster RFPs, they don't respond. What's their problem? So I think the, the demystifying and connecting the dots, as you said, between what is perception, what is reality, and then having the small business uh, representative there is also going to be a great help. Uh, and it, what you're going to hear from us, uh, which is a theme across the board, which is uh, not only based on our, our experience, but it's proven experience with that, that company that Tom was talking about, where we we took a response rate from about 12% to over 50%. Um, as a result of the things we're going to be talking about in this session, which by and large can be summed up uh, in, in one way, which is humanizing the process. That's going to be a key theme that you're going to hear from us uh, in the presentation that morning. I like this idea of humanizing. I mean, we maybe forget that at the end of the day, in business you are dealing with people, and it might be tempted to hide behind the company facade, so to speak, but at the end of the day you're trying to engage another human being to do business with you. And so you need to take that human approach, right? Absolutely. I mean, we hear from uh, buying organizations all the time that refer to their supply chain as partners. And you typically don't start most business development partner engagements by sending out a 10-page survey. You know, you pick up the phone, you call somebody, you talk to them about what you're trying to solve, and you move from there. Mm-hmm. 
So what else do buying organizations need to do better to engage and to do business with small businesses? Well, uh, another big area that comes up, and this is an immediate turnoff, small to medium-sized businesses who have done business with large, particularly uh, you know, multinational OEMs, big orgs, uh, what they've found is the big orgs are now starting to lengthen the payment terms. So what used to be net 30 is now net 60, net 90, or net 120. And uh, from the perspective of a small to medium-sized business who, you know, they don't have as much working capital as your larger organization, right. so that could really put a dent uh, in their operation. So I've talked to some to small to medium-sized businesses who it's immediate. I won't respond to that because I know I won't have the working capital to deal with it because they won't pay me for four months. From our perspective and working with these small, medium-sized businesses, you know, the buying side has to really recognize that. And what I, what I actually find quite uh, ironic is I think the procurement function doesn't realize that by doing this, they're introducing a tremendous amount of risk right. to their supply chain. And, you know, I happen to be present at a, at a uh, conference uh, where both small to medium-sized manufacturing businesses were present and large folks from large buying organizations. And this came up uh, quite organically two or three times over the two or three-day session, and it was uh, quite contentious. And the procurement folks in the room were, well, it's not our, our problem. Finance mandated it. And my advice to uh, the supply chain function, the procurement people, is, it is your problem because you really are introducing real risk uh, when you do this. You have to ask the question, when, when the small and medium-sized business you're working with has capital problems, what shortcuts are they taking in their manufacturing processes of your product uh, if they don't have enough cash in hand? Mm. Will they source a lower quality material, for example, you know, because it's cheaper? Right. Yeah, I was going to ask why your sense was that they were putting those terms in place, for instance. And so you mentioned that it's finance, for instance, maybe mandating it. But then, it's, as you said, it's incumbent on procurement to, for lack of a better term, stand up to finance and really understand why that is. Is it following a rule that is, has been set or is it coming out of a true understanding of the stakeholders' needs? Like the process absolutely cannot be accommodated unless we have these terms. And then you might need to question, okay, do we need to change the process rather than change our suppliers? Right. And, and what we'll get into in our session is, you know, there are, you know, alternatives that'll uh, make everybody happy. Uh, the buying organization in terms of their desire to pay over a longer period of time, hmm. the supplier to get paid immediately. I mean, there are you know trade financing solutions that the buyer can sponsor that can address this problem, and we'll get into that in our session. Okay, great. So what do the small and medium-sized businesses need to do better? This all comes back to something that we've been talking to our customers about for years, which is promoting the right content. So the goal of any any SMB who's looking to partner with new buying organizations is to just that, to get good partnerships. Um, and in order to do that, they need to make sure that they're not getting disqualified based mm. on a lack of information or the wrong information that's promoted out there and make sure that they get on really the right shortlist is the goal. And we do a lot to communicate to the supply side of the audience to encourage them, not only on the thomasnet.com platform, but also in all of their online promotions to make sure that they're promoting all the information that buyers are looking for to make sure that they're getting qualified on the right lists and disqualified on the wrong ones. In fact, we actually have a, a new uh, a content piece, which I can send you a, a link to, Ken, that we're promoting to suppliers, and it's called the ABCs to Getting on the Short List, which hmm. goes through 
exactly that. We managed to find uh, one type of information for every letter in the alphabet that suppliers should be promoting throughout the process. So we're, we're actively promoting this to our customers and to all the suppliers that are on ThomasNet. We encourage everybody to promote this information wherever they can. All right. So what else does ThomasNet have to offer to help companies on, on the buying side and the supply side engage better? Through our applications, we have a variety of mechanisms by which the buyer can locate sources of supply. You know, I mentioned earlier about diversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have applications that can assist uh, in finding specific types of products, specific events, news events, new product news. But one of the newest things that we've done is create a new version of our platform called the Corporate Edition. And this is really geared towards the needs of the larger buying organization, the larger buying organization that may have uh, you know, multiple groups of procurement folks who need to uh, work together and collaborate. They may have existing suppliers that they would prefer to continue to work with even when they get a new request for a type of product or service. So we've built features and services into our corporate edition that allow us at ThomasNet to work very closely with these larger buying organizations. And, you know, as Tom and Travis spoke earlier about the sort of success we've had with increasing the RFI supplier uh, response rate from about 12% to over 50%, Mm -hmm. that was done using that corporate edition platform and the services that go into that. So we took the strategies that we've proven out, we coupled that with our corporate edition with our team here, and that was able to really help the larger buying organization. And that's something that we certainly want to make folks aware of at the ISM conferences here. Yeah. And, and to get a little more specific, you know, one of the services that comes with the corporate edition is RFI follow-up. Travis mentioned uh, that you need to humanize the process, and we'll assist in that. If one of, uh, if a corporate edition subscriber uh, issues an RFI using our platform, we have a customer service team here that follows up with the supplier to ensure, A, that they receive the RFP, and B, uh, whether or not they intend on responding. So that could be part of that process and, and was critical in that one use case here that we're promoting uh, mm-hmm. where we brought that response rate from 12 to 50%. Great. And then it all has to start with identifying the suppliers in the first place. That's embedded in the ThomasNet platform as well, right? That's who we are at our core. That's yep. what we do. Uh, Ken, I got another very simple suggestion for any business who's looking to, to sell, but we, we find this a lot with the SMBs as part of our corporate edition follow-up. And this is a very simple tip. It's going to sound simple, but it's really important. Uh, SMBs need to make sure that the people that are answering the phone and or answering the email are equipped to manage those responses. Hmm. And I'm going to give you an anecdotal story. So one of the things that we do for our supplier customers is we do a lot of work on uh, tracking the ROI of their programs on ThomasNet. Uh, and as an example of that, we provide free call tracking and call recording so that they can see how their program on ThomasNet has helped connecting them with buyers. And a few years back, I was sitting with one of our customers listening to phone inquiries that were coming through the business. And uh, we went through about three inquiries in a row where people called up asking the receptionist in the organization if the company did this or the company did that. And she said, oh, no, not at all. Thanks for calling. And in every single case, the organization, in fact, did what the user was asking for. Oh, man. So it's like I said, it's a very simple tip, but we find this a lot where we will find uh, our supplier customers 
who will realize that nobody has been responding to email inquiries for weeks or months. So this is just another very useful tip for SMBs on their side uh, to help make sure that they're not losing uh, amazing opportunities. Yeah, it sounds obvious, but something as simple as, when's the last time you checked what email address you contact us for them on your website? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where that email, where those emails got directed to so the conference coming up fast. It's in four days, everything kicking off on Sunday. So what are you all hoping to get out of the conference this year? So uh, aside from the usual, which is being able to connect to our core audience, um, yeah. be able to demonstrate to those that don't know about ThomasNet uh, why they need to start using ThomasNet every time they're looking for a new supplier, um, I would say aside from all that, you know, this session in, in particular, if we can walk away having raised awareness about ways in which buyers and sellers can better connect uh, in procurement organizations, it's a win for us. Our business is what it's been for over 100 years. Uh, we'd like to help partner up buyers and sellers in North America. And uh, it's why this topic is so close to our, to our hearts. And anything we can do to help have the audience that's going to ISM walk away with some tips that they can use to help engage small businesses better, it's a huge win. Right. I also imagine that the the exposure you're going to have is also going to help sort of flesh out this topic. If you hear from people in your audience or people that come up to you following the session and saying, you know what is one of the reasons that I struggle with SMBs or or what have you is XYZ, and then that's even more information you know, and you'll be able to incorporate that into into your messaging. When we've been having these these podcast discussions with other presenters, they've been focused on how much they anticipate they're going to get from the audience, that they're not going up there to just lecture a group of people for an hour. It's actually an interactive session. It's a dialogue where they're going to learn just as much as they're hoping to impart to others. Absolutely. This is a topic that is going to be continuing to come out as we learn more on both sides, on the seller side and the buyer side. We're going to continue to be talking about this for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think you should. It's a growing area. Source One has seen it too. We we get more and more inquiries, for instance, with companies looking to stand up a supplier diversity program because they're recognizing, again, the value beyond the mandate. I know, you know, we're meeting our reporting objectives, but we suspect there's additional value we could tap into, and they want help doing that. And so that's that's what we offer. That's we point them over to ThomasNet as a great starting place to find the suppliers in the first place. Um, the tools that you offer, such as the follow-up and everything in the corporate edition, are going to be great assets to that as well. Looking forward to your session. Coming up on the, the time here, is there any other um, final comments you you all have about your, your session or about the conference? No, I just want to thank you for the opportunity uh, to uh... – uh, to talk about uh, this issue, which you know is, is important to both uh, both of our main stakeholders. Right. Great. And All right. Looking forward to uh, being the one who actually has to give the presentation because I think there's a lot that we didn't cover in this podcast. Oh, I'm sure that the audience is going to really enjoy hearing about. So uh, it should be a good session. I'm looking forward to it next Wednesday. Great, Ed, Tom, Travis. It's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for being here. Okay. Thanks, Dan. And take care now. Thanks for tuning in to the Source One Countdown to ISM 2016 podcast series. Remember to visit us online at www.sourceoneinc.com. For more insights from our strategic sourcing and procurement experts, check out our blog at www.strategicsorcerer.com. Want to provide us feedback? Have an idea for another podcast? Let us know by emailing us at prrequest@sourceoneinc.com. Thanks for listening.